0: That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real Moms of Bravo.
1: Real real, real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I don't think anything screams wealth to me like dinners at Nobu.
2: I mean, my like family dinners were at, um, for those who grew up in West County, St. Louis, Noble Romans, which no longer exist, it was like a pizza place where you could watch them make pizza, which was revolutionary at the time. I realize now a lot of pizza places do that. Um, and the most exciting part was that was the only time I was allowed to get a fountain soda. Anytime we went out to dinner, me and my sister just got water, A, because of the sugar and B, like cut costs. Um, so I couldn't imagine just, you know, casually ordering, you know, probably 800 to to $1,000 worth of food just for your family dinner. I mean, and we,
1: you guys have heard us talk about our, no, our one, no experience. I mean,
2: these kids have literally like, that's like, they're like just their local joint to just, you know, catch up with their family. We in our mid thirties went for the very first time and still talk about it as if it was like, we went to like somewhere special in Paris.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It was just no boo in Chicago. Yeah. Can't imagine the uh, California one. But this episode in all in all, like I think
2: the most that I got from it was from our our girl Fancy Pants. This was a good Fancy Pants episode uh, for a number of reasons. One, I love the fact that she does edibles. Uh, I'm a big fan of edibles as well um, in small doses. Although I will say I looked – I had to look it up because my – understanding of the term microdosing was more from like if you've watched um what was it like the perfect strangers on hulu or seen the goop thing on netflix there was an episode episode where they did microdosing which was more of like an like lsd and hallucinogenic which in like small doses they say can be used to like br- like relax your brain and bring bring up trauma that maybe you've suppressed i didn't think like microdosing meant like nibbling on a edible, but apparently it's just small doses of any type of, um, brain altering substance. I
1: feel like it wouldn't be like, I feel like that would be like a placebo effect to do that with an edible, depending on
2: like the amount, I guess. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like if this was like a five, like usually I'll just be honest people when I'm not pregnant, I don't do it pregnant, but I will usually do a five. And that's like the perfect amount for me. If someone has a 10, I will like bite it in half. half, do half, But yeah, like if someone gave me a five and I just nibbled on that, I don't think you'd feel, like you wouldn't feel it the way Shannon was feeling it. No, no. I
1: 100% agree. And now I'm like very curious to know the amount that they have, but I can't imagine it being more than five, to be honest. Like to do that on camera, like I don't imagine it being more than five. So um, I thought that was enjoyable. I'm like more edibles. Let's see um, in places where it's
2: legal. You Um, know, Andy's going to love that. Oh yeah. Andy is all about edibles and marijuana as well. So I feel like in the reunion, they're going to do like a montage and he's going to be so excited. He's going to be thrilled. I
1: also don't think any of us are surprised that Dr. Jen and Ryan are having marital problems. I felt like that the end of the previous week, which I know you recapped with our girl, Mani, but just seeing it come all full circle, not surprised. He didn't want to have a talk on camera. Clearly it was very obvious. I
2: not shocked. Uh, no, not chucked at all. I think it's more shocking that apparently they are together right now oh, and yeah. doing better. That to me is more surprising. They scream Shannon and David to me, just like, cause I think it's going to be a lot of like watching them, like seeming like they're not really on the same page. Someone's going to cheat. It's probably him if he hasn't already. And if this continues for seasons and she gets brought back there's going to be some sort of infidelity that comes to light. It's going to seem like they got through it. They're going to seem like they're better than ever. And they're going to end up divorced. Like this is the tale as old as time when it comes to housewives.
1: Which is so sad because I feel like every person who probably comes on is like, no, we're different. Like <laughs> nothing, nothing solves a marriage. Really? I'm being sarcastic, like going on reality TV or airing your dirty laundry. I will say like, I did think Noella, like, I understand why Emily lashed out at her because it's the only, I hate friendships where it's like one-sided, where that friend, all they talk about is themselves and seeking advice, but they never take a second to ask like, how are you? How is your family? Like, I So I totally get why Emily lashed out, but I also thought Noella asking Jen if she has a prenup, I thought that was pretty tacky.
2: I think Noella was kind of like almost upset that like, oh, Jen's getting attention because her marriage isn't like doing great. Like that's my storyline. That's my thing. Like I just felt like, I don't know. It was like, because the attention wasn't on her, she was doing anything she could to make it about her. And I think she purposely asked that knowing it was a very tacky and a very personal question to ask someone if you're not very good friends. Like if it's like you and I, and this is going on and you're a doctor and you have a successful plastic, you know, surgery practice, I might say like, do you have a prenup? Like, are you protecting what you've worked so hard to build, but Noella and Jen aren't close friends. Uh, Noella has basically made it clear that she doesn't even like Jen. So she was asking that just to basically like poke at her and try to upset Jen. Yeah. To be like a petty little bitch. basically. Yeah. Um, I do want to, okay. So like one other thing that stood out to me and it's been standing out to me more this time around with fancy pants than the first time that she was on. And maybe it's cause her kids are older. She really is a great mom. like, Even like when her two daughters were arguing at dinner, the way she was kind of like talking about like my sister and I went through ups and downs, but like at the end of the day, your siblings at some point in your life might be the only family you have. Like, I thought it was really sweet to like, kind of say like, there's many times you don't like each other, but just don't forget that like you do love one another. And then when her daughter was saying like, I think I'm going to take my flag down you know, like I'm not getting like, I'm getting mean, you know, comments. I just like, I think she's a really good mom and does a great job of supporting her kids. And to me, it does not feel performative. It really feels like a supportive parent who loves their kid unconditionally.
1: Oh my God. It's amazing. Like honestly, watching her parent, her teenage daughters kind of gives me comfort. Cause I'm terrified of thank you, euphoria, um, having teenage girls. Uh, but I just think, you know, Heather to me is someone who's, you could tell Abby and I, you guys know we're huge proponents of therapy and like working on yourself. To me, she seems like that's a result of that. Like she's put in the time she's worked on herself. She's self-aware of her kids'
2: feelings. She doesn't shut them down. I, I applaud her for that. She's an amazing mother. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's gone to therapy with her kids. Like as like they started coming out just to like support one another and a safe space, like talk about things. Cause her kids Are very comfortable opening up to her. It isn't like it doesn't feel like she's forcing them to talk about something because the camera is there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's about it for OC. Yeah, I mean, a laundry folding show.
1: Moving on to the show where we, you know, pour a glass of wine and eat some
2: popcorn. I think I'm going to say eat an edible. May, uh, maybe, sure. <laughs> maybe, you know, New Jersey, slightly high. I feel like I would have too many, like too big of reactions to some of the stuff. Um, particularly this episode, I have to say Frank senior saying Dolores was a perfect wife and he screwed that up might be one of the sweetest compliments he's ever given her because he talks about how much he did love her, how it was his fault, how he loves his kids. What a great mom she is, but I don't think he ever acknowledged what a great wife she was. And I, I just thought that was really sweet that he said she was the perfect wife and he still messed that up.
1: Yeah, I, I really respect, you know, for these Jersey folks who don't, you know, talk about their feelings or whatever. I really think that's cool. I think that's really cool. I really respect their relationship and I'm sure it took a lot of time for them to get to where we're at. There's probably a lot of stuff that we didn't see, but I think it's very cool that those two will have such an amicable and respectful relationship.
2: And just like their whole family unit, like, you know, the kids are mad at the dad because the house isn't done and, you know, dad wants to move back in. And so Dolores is like, we're going to have a family meeting. We're going to talk about this as a family. Her kids are grown up enough that I think it's appropriate. You know, they can kind of say how they're feeling without, you know, being worried about it. I don't know. I just, I agree. I like the way they, they work as a family unit. Um, not so sure how I feel about majority of the other people on this show. And I do have some issues with Dolores at the end, but we'll save that. Um, as we get into it, Teresa though, (laughs) I just can't like, I, I really still don't understand her logic or why she's so quick to be like, you know, what March did was so terrible. What I did to Jackie was not bad. Like in my mind, actually spreading a rumor, knowing there's a good chance it's not true is actually worse than revealing the truth. They're both still awful. But what Teresa did was like just a maybe, and I'm going to throw it out there that Evan cheated and it might like destroy their family. And there's no truth or validity to it. What Marge did was also terrible. She knew it was true, knew it was going to bring up like old pain, but like from what a lot of people have told us a lot of people in their community knew about this. So it wasn't like Marge just pulled this out of thin air.
1: No, I mean, Teresa, this is like an ingredients is, is type of yeah. It's like ingredients versus ingredients. Like that's kind of like how her logic, I think, works. But, you know, all we can say is bless her heart.
2: <laughs> what also really bugs me with Teresa, and this is, you know, I know there's a lot of tree huggers out there. I'm not necessarily a tree hugger. I do like Teresa, I think she's an amazing housewife. She brings a lot to the show, but sometimes just her inconsistencies and like double standards for friendships and just like with her family, it just gets to be too much. If somebody said anything negative about Teresa, and we've seen that with Jackie and Teresa fighting and then Teresa being furious with Melissa for not sticking up for her, for still, you know, trying to maintain a friendship with Jackie. Yet, you know, Jennifer did, you know, she called Joe a crook, like, you know, not as bad as like throwing out a rumor of somebody cheating or actually like bringing a truth about someone cheating to light. But, you know, Teresa still like strongly supporting Jennifer as a friend and still, you know, mean, like trying to get everyone else to defend Jennifer. I don't. It just, it's like kind of like surprising to me because if tables are turned and when they have been turned, Teresa gets so upset, set, yet like it's just expected that Melissa just lets it roll off her back that Teresa's trying to maintain a friendship and defend somebody who criticized Joe and therefore Melissa as well.
1: It's Teresa's world and we're all just living in it. The one <laughs> yeah. thing that I can understand with Teresa is loyalty is everything to her and loyalty to her, you know, and it's trickling down into her kids, which we'll see like later, but that's like her like love language for her. If we're going to make it up and Jersey standards is lo- loyalty. That's her number one. Yeah. And it doesn't always make sense, but um, it, how it makes sense to her. I don't know. He wants I, like
2: blind loyalty. Though. Yes, like, you blind can't, loyalty. That's you can't question it. anything. It's just like you have to be right or die no matter what. Um, and, okay. Like for one moment though, is it, like the Dolores and David thing, why are we still trying to act as though they're a couple right now? I have no idea. I mean, I guess it's just like,
1: I guess they're waiting in Jersey fashion, waiting for Dolores to share it. Like everybody knows it, but they want her to say it and they don't want her like Dolores from Patterson to come out and her, her, them deliver the news.
2: Yeah, I get, I'm just like, okay, Dolores, nobody believes you guys are still together. Like even last season, we never saw him. So like, let's just move on. I know you found somebody. I can't wait to see more of him, but it's like, let's not even try to act like David's a thing right now. We can, we can just say we're, we're done with David. A hundred percent done. I
1: really respect – I know we talk about, like, the Jersey men a lot, but I think it's very um, – oddly enough, slightly mature. It's cool that within that group, there can be beef against – with the women, but the men, like, keep it cool.
2: Like, I love – yeah, I, I love cool that. that. I think like cool that Joe B
1: – and he can call – I don't know if he called Bill, but, like, that he can still, like, feel cool with Bill despite –
2: He did not call Bill. He said he felt like it was a little bit like would have been kind of weird given like everything going on with Marge and Jennifer. And it might have been it might have seen as though he wasn't supporting Marge. But I mean, the other guys like called him and even Joe B was like, I'm glad you guys called him, checked in with them. Like, obviously, like, you know, that's a tough thing to have come out. And and yeah, I like that they all get along, even, you know, at the college theme party, which I didn't really other than an ice like a shot luge the ice luge I was like what about this screams college we did not have lobster rolls at our college parties but um I liked that even then everybody was cordial and friendly with one another like it wasn't that big of a deal
1: no not at all um circling back to the college party one it should have been at someone's house yeah or like a basement yeah it needed to be in a basement it needed um I don't know it just needed to feel a little bit more dirty
2: (laughs) Well, I needed like flags hanging of like, you know, a fraternity or a university. There needed to be posters, a pool table. Like it just to me felt like the, and the space was so big for like so few people. It just looked so empty. Yeah, no, I
1: agree. It felt very, very empty. But anyways, before we even got to the party, I was not expecting Jackie to be so open about her eating disorder. I think as viewers, we can all, you know, make some assumptions or guesses, but I wasn't expecting her to be so candid. And I thought it was very brave.
2: I thought it was really brave. I mean, and she really kind of opened up about how she's still not over it. You know, like she's in recovery, but it's always on her mind. She eats the same things all the time. I also really applaud Evan. A few people messaged us saying they thought he enabled her I don't, I mean, I think he was in a tough position because until somebody wants to get help, there's only so much you could do, but I thought he did a great job of saying like the kids have noticed, like, and didn't lie about that and said, that's why I think you need to see somebody and really just like supported her going to therapy to work on it. And not that she can't talk to him about it, but I think he was like, you need somebody that with professional that's trained on this, that can really help you work past this pain and these, you know, triggering thoughts and. That's not necessarily just, you know, you can't do that just with love. You know, you can't help somebody to that level. So I I really appreciated her sharing it. And I thought it was a really good just kind of scene of showing Evan supporting her as well.
1: Yeah. Someone wrote on our page and this kind of like blew my mind. They said, um, they commented on one of our posts. They said, take being an addict, an alcoholic, but you have to consume the thing you're addicted to every day. That's what having an eating disorder is like.
2: I, was like, I mean, oh. that would be. Impossible. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we're seeing it with Carl even, you know, like he's talked about how sometimes it's hard in the Hamptons and he feels like, you know, he just goes to bed early and doesn't always want to go there. And like, yeah, I mean, imagine like you have to have food. So that's a really, really great way of putting it in a great way to kind of think about it for those who maybe don't necessarily understand the, the power it can have on you. Um, and I mean, it seems like all the responses to her have been really um, supportive and positive for the most part, which I, I love when the Bravo community kind of comes together um, and supports somebody.
1: A hundred percent. I'm all for not supporting Louie and <laughs> his... <laughs> Therapy session. Normally, if this was someone I liked and you guys like can easily call me out, but if this is someone I liked, I would be like, oh my God, what a great, what a great family <laughs> exercise. But because it's Louie and I think he's full of bullshit, I'm like rolling my eyes like so far in the back of
2: my head. I I couldn't handle his like I like when he goes, let's take two pieces of paper and Joey's like, let's just talk about it. Like, we don't need paper, let's just talk about it. We're family. Uh, I also loved in his interview, like confessional, where he was like, this man says nothing yet everything at the same time. Like he was using all these big words, but at the same time, he wasn't really admitting like what he truly does want to let go of and what he wants to work towards. Um, I, I really, I enjoyed it. I also just loved how, you know, Teresa, of course, like Melissa saying, she wants to do more family stuff together. And Teresa's like, yeah, that's why you should have invited us. Like she always takes a moment like any moment you can to just jump on Melissa and make it seem like everything's Melissa's fault. I mean,
1: oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what it is. Like my parents do this to me sometimes. And I come from a Latin background and like, it's something about like someone having to invite you is like a very big thing. And I'm guessing it's kind of maybe like be like that in Italian culture, but it just like watching it, I was like, oh man, I can relate because I hear it, um, between my mom and my siblings. So it's just, it was interesting to watch, but I just, you know, as much as I love, I love Teresa's daughters. I do feel weird that they feel like mini housewives in some way, like that, this like weird transition
2: that's kind of happening feels strange to me. Well, it's been revealed that Gia is making $50,000 this season. Oh shit. Yeah cause she's like at an age now where I guess she can, where they can legally pay her. So she, yeah, she's making $50,000 this season, which, um, for any of us in our thirties, um, remembering our, you know, entry-level starting jobs or really anybody right now in an entry-level job, you are not making that kind of money. Oh my God. My entry-level job, I made $26,000. I negotiated to 30,000 and I thought I was a badass. Oh and my! Like,
1: I mean, I could have worked at McDonald's basically for myself. I
2: mean, I, this is how I accrued a lot of credit card debt <laughs> in my early twenties. Cause I'm like, I still want to go out and have fun, but literally I can't pay rent, buy gas groceries and have fun. So, um, yeah, when I learned that I was like, damn, like these kids are going to be just fine. And not that they didn't already come from money, but they're good. Don't don't feel bad for Gia. She's waking up in the morning not thinking about money.
1: <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was so good.
2: All right. Let's talk about the fight between unexpectedly, between Dolores and Jennifer. I think Dolores maybe misheard something you mean and took Jackie? it as. I'm sorry, Jackie and Dolores. I think Dolores misheard what was being said and took it as she's a bad friend. All Jackie was saying, and I think everyone agrees, is Dolores is more. Marge's friend. So for Jennifer, like she might feel like she has Dolores and Teresa in her corner, but really she doesn't. And I just thought like, I just, I didn't think there was anything wrong with saying that. And even Marge agreed. She's like, you're more, you're more my friend. Like it's pretty obvious.
1: I mean, we see photos of Marge and Dolores like all the time. Those two, I feel like know their purpose on the show. So they, I mean, they're chummy. They've always been good, but they don't act as, friendly as we do see them off camera, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Joe B saying that like his hall pass is Dolores. And the first thing she did when she saw him was go up and give him like a really friendly hug. Like clearly these are two couples that have hung out a lot together that know each other pretty well. Um, and so, but yeah, Dolores, I think Dolores took it as you're a bad friend to Jennifer and that's why she got so angry. Yeah, no, a hundred
1: percent. I mean, any, the the height difference kind of like made me laugh when watching them, um, get into (laughs) it and Dolores, like in her crop top, (laughs) it's just like the whole thing is kind of comical, but like Jackie, I, you know, so many people, so many, uh, we've always, have liked Jackie and have loved Jackie, but so many Jackie haters are coming around and like saying like, wow, like it's really cool that Jackie is level headed enough where she can not, things are mutually exclusive where she can say like, I am friends with Marge, but also in this situation, I can see this and call that
2: shit out. Like to me, that takes some balls. I think it shows what a good friend she is too, that like, even after learning Jennifer was still trying to dig up dirt on Evan to like prove this rumor that Jackie was like, let it go and put it behind her because she was like, you know, what you're going through is actually worse. And I think it was two episodes ago and I thought it was so perfect the way she said it. She was, you know, she said, I had to sit down with my kids and tell them there's a rumor going around about us. And it's not true. Jennifer has to sit down and tell her kids it is true. Like there's just a I think there's just very much a difference in that. Um, And being able to have sympathy for someone, I think, speaks a a lot about Jackie. I'm glad she's getting like a redemption season after everyone like jumped on her for the analogy um, of last season. I'm I'm happy Jackie. Everyone's maybe getting to see her in a different light. I couldn't have
1: said that better myself. Let's move on to Summer House. I loved this episode of Summer House.
2: I loved the end. I didn't know where we were going in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, so Amanda, you know, kind of complaining about Kyle watching her. I was like, Oh girl, just you wait. Kyle doesn't know how to buy gifts. He gets anxiety. I was like, well, get ready, Amanda. Not only did you get this, but you also get to buy gifts for Kyle's family now because
2: he's incapable of doing it. Welcome to marriage. Yeah. It's so fun. I, um, I love that he said he gets anxiety about buying gifts for someone. I just want to be like, I mean I get like maybe it's like I was like there's so many things I wanted to do for your birthday and I you're like I thought about getting you this and like but it was like he really didn't put any thought into her birthday at all and we talked about this with Manny last week but I mean Luke coming through and you know donation to the um animal um like adoption service that they you know help support by fostering pets uh, you know the pogo stick like Everyone got her really thoughtful gifts except for her fiance. And so I think like that still like really bugs me. I think at the end of the day, he needs to say, I know you're upset because I really don't put enough effort into our relationship. And you're right. And like, just would have like left it at that. I think it would have been, I think she would have been a lot happier, but instead, like, you know, even in his interview, he's like, she doesn't understand how busy I am with work and all this stuff. It's like, that can't be an excuse when you're about to marry someone. Like you have to find time to do something nice for someone's birthday or to celebrate an anniversary. You can't just say I'm busy with work.
1: And her expectations are so low. Like she Um, would have been happy with a pogo stick. Like I would have, I mean, if that was a gift given to me, I would have been like, uh, where's the rest of it?
2: (laughs) I am not like a big, um, get like receiver of gifts. I'm also not a big birthday person. So I think I would have been like thrilled with honestly, like a card or like a framed picture, just something that shows like somebody did something like made an extra stop in their day. Um, I mean, and with Amazon, like shit, Kyle, like we've seen, like you guys can pull together these crazy theme parties in a matter of three days with prime delivery. Like you couldn't pull together a birthday gift. It just, it made it just made me sad for them. And you could tell, like it, upset her. Like even as she, you know, like throughout the rest of the episode, it seemed like it still bugged her. And I think there was like a moment where she was like talking to somebody and she, she was even saying like Kyle sucks. So, um, just a little, little sad for them. Uh, I want to talk about Maya, but let's save that for the end. Because, I mean, it was at the end of the episode. Um, what did you think about Cr- Craig saying that maybe, that basically now Kristen is saying that they never hooked up and she's denying all of it. Like it was so weird watching it happen. And I forgot in that moment that she was making it seem like she wasn't hooking up with either one of them because we were still trying to figure out if it was Austin or Craig as this is happening. We, you know, we, we didn't know for sure that it was Craig.
1: They were very strategic in all their photos. And I felt like they tried to like make it seem like Austin. Like it was very like, and then, you know, we found out through a good source, a good source that it was Craig, but ah, she, I didn't realize how fucking elitist and idiotic Kristen is. I mean, I guess it's just she's like true to herself. Um, since she's been on reality TV, but she didn't want to be in the same like boat as uh same boat as page. I'm like, shit, Kristen, you're not JLo. I understand JLo being embarrassed by Madison, but you don't need to be embarrassed by Paige. Paige is doing just fine
2: you are also both reality stars. Like I get you have your like jewelry business, but like you have that because you were a reality star. Like exactly. Like you're not like Meryl Streep and winning Academy Awards for really like she doesn't do any type of acting that isn't, you know, reality. She isn't doing like scripted, although you could argue the Hills was scripted. But yeah, I was just like, Kristen, you're not you're not that amazing. And also like we all saw that video, uh, the like the live. Where you know she's on the shoulders and extremely drunk and having a lot of fun, like she didn't seem to really care then what people were thinking about her. But now, like once it's coming out that she is hooking up with Craig, it was like she—I don't know—she starts backpedaling. I don't know. It, it definitely—it um it just—it kind of makes you not like her.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it just goes back to like the PR machine that some people have, and I feel like Craig went against that. Not surprising. Yeah, Uh, and just kind of like, you know, he's on the show, he's talking about it. Like he's just kind of doing whatever he wants. And I remember like after that, all that was said and done, I feel like Kristen started dating some like comedian and then they had like photographs and things are, you know, we're not dumb at this age in the internet and just understanding the celebrity culture. Like we're not dumb. I feel like Craig just kind of went against the rules and her
2: rules. Yeah. I mean, that's probably it. She lost the power and control. Um, okay. Let's talk about the ending, which I want to say, I loved it. It was so powerful. Um, as a white person watching it, I can't imagine, you know, for you as a person of color, just like how cathartic, like, you know, cause there's a lot of pain. Um, you can tell, of you know, trying to fit in with a group, but I just, have, this was like, so well done. The fact that Kyle was like asking questions or like just trying to better understand it. Like I, and the, but also just so much listening and just taking it in and letting, letting, you know, Sierra and Maya really share their stories and others, you know, jumped in. I just, I don't know. It was so powerful, but I want to hear your overall thoughts in it. You yeah. had a really great post. I got really emotional
1: watching it. I mean, like Maya, I grew up and still live in a predominantly white area. I've always been used to being the only brown girl, the only black girl, the only mixed girl, all the labels, the only, that only person in that environment. And you don't really realize how things start to kind of impact you until things happen. Like Maya, where she got triggered by like the name and like thinking about it, I, I immediately in her playing it, I was like, Oh my God. And you're like, at work when I was in the office and this girl in my department, she and I were the only brown girls. The number of time, oh, there's one other, um, <clears throat> other girl. The three of us got mixed up all the time. And aside from having brown skin, I don't think any of us look alike. And it's just, I could relate to that. It's like, see me, like see me, you know, say my name, know who I am. Like it, it not Two people are the same because they have the same brown skin. And then hearing like Danielle and Alex kind of share their stories, it's like, oh, I've been there. Like I was out of town this past weekend and um I, you know, I was at bars and I'm a pretty friendly person. But two strangers who I was talking to both asked me, like, what ethnicity are you? And I pulled one of my girlfriends aside and she's like, I've never had anyone ask me that, and that's because I'm white. And I'm like, I always know the intent is positive, but it's just, when you get used to these things, it's it's just, it's weird. It's a weird thing. So I just applaud her for being so vulnerable and so honest and that I also appreciate that the cast in the house allowed that to be a safe space for her um, and didn't, you know, Push back too much, almost Luke did. I was like, I'm really glad that Kyle kind of like put him in his place a little bit. But, Kyle of uh, all people, I love. Yeah, him. He's exactly. like, yeah,
2: You're white dude. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's like, yeah. wait, okay,
1: let's stop. But I just appreciated that, and I, I really respect that. And I think it just goes to show as a society um, that we just need to listen to each other and listen to people's experiences and take what they say at face value. Don't try to like, well, none of that like you're not in those shoes, just have compassion for people. At the end of the day, people want to be seen. They want to be heard. And like I said, in my post that I did for Maya, I see you, I hear you, I feel you. I've been you. Um, I know what that's like and it's,
2: it sucks. I also really liked that Sierra who kind of seemingly has already been like accepted and, and fit into the group kind of took it as the opportunity. Like she didn't speak for Maya, but she like opened it up. So Maya could share more of how she was feeling. Because I think everyone, like there was a scene, like, why are they crying? They're, they're both crying and what's going on. And then, you know, Maya didn't go out that night and I'm sure everyone's like, Oh, she's just being emotional or, you know, she's just upset about, you know, that, you know, Andrea didn't bring her coffee. Like there was so much more to it than that. And I, I thought, it was really nice seeing Sierra kind of be like, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to kind of say how I feel to open it up. So then Maya can say more about how she was feeling in that. Yeah.
1: Moment. It's like, she's, Sierra's a bit more extroverted and she's like, I'm girl, I got you. She's like, I got your back. Yeah. I, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. It was a great, it was a great episode. I mean, I hate to just like take someone's pain and be like, that was amazing. But I think in the years since 2020 and since George Floyd and all the different conversations that have been had about race on Bravo to me, I'm just so glad that it was done so openly and just that people were receptive to her and just kind of given all people of color on that cast like support.
2: Well, I think so many shows have tried to somehow force or manufacture or like create situations where a conversation like that would happen and it blows up. It, it doesn't go well. It felt, it feels forced, you know, and like, I look, think about like Roni, I think about Southern charm. It felt like certain people were told like, you need to push this more. You need to talk more about what this is like, where with summer house, it, it seemingly felt very organic. It felt like Sierra wanted Maya. You know, to be heard, but also new, yeah, because she's not as extroverted, and this is her first time with a group that she probably wouldn't feel comfortable talking to everyone. And then, you know, with Sierra starting at Maya saying how she's feeling, it, yeah, allowed Alex to say how he felt being Asian and sharing his story that we didn't see on camera. That that guy kept asking him, you know, like, see, like, oh, you, who do you work for? You're, are you working this party? And he's like, I live here. Like, I just think it was for like a lot of us, it was very eye opening. Yeah, just I mean, that's watch.
1: happened to me before. Like uh, at top, I mean, not several times, but it's happened to me before where someone assumed I worked somewhere. Like it's, it's crazy guys. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, but I loved it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just glad that they were able to do that in a safe environment and have received so much love from, I would say 90% of the internet.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Well, Number at least the 100. internet that I see. I yeah, know. that's true. That's true. Um, Okay. Well, that's our week. There was no Salt Lake City because of the stupid Super Bowl that I could have cared less about. Um, I'm actually like really annoyed. I feel like Bravo missed an opportunity because there were a lot of us who probably would have been glad to have had something else to watch on Sunday, but we've got the finale this Sunday and we will be breaking down the reunion trailer on our Patreon. Um, but now it's time for our shout out. V, who's your shout out? I'm going to give my shout-out to Mary J.
1: Blige. I am upset that these young fucks don't know who Mary J. <laughs> is and are like, that one lady, she's incredible. She's not like your, you know, she's an R&B legend. I think at 51 years old, she looked incredible. She's got the pipes. She's like, she has like a, she doesn't need to be like extra loud or whatever, like to be cool. Like she's Mary J fucking blige. So my shout outs to her for continuing to be a boss bitch. And I'm just pissed that these young fucks
2: don't know who she is. I mean, I think a lot of like younger kids watching it had no idea who majority of them were. Like, I think it, like I even asked my nephew, I'm like, did you know who anyone was? Like, oh, I knew who Ken, uh, Kendrick Lamar was. I'm like, well, of course you knew that one. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, I agree. Mary J. Blige, I thought, killed it. She looked like she was in amazing shape. I loved it. Uh, my shout out is, goes to Maya. I appreciate her sharing her story. I appreciate the fact that it was aired the way it was. I'm sure there was some editing. Um, I'm, I'm guessing this conversation probably lasted a little bit longer, but I thought it was really well done by, you know, all of Summerhouse But my shout out goes to Maya. I'm sure it was terrifying. She was probably shaking as she's having that conversation, but, um, as somebody white listening to her, it was very powerful. And I think just helpful to know that even in situations where you feel like you're being accepting of someone just recognizing like, Hey, you're the only person of color at this bar or in this circle of friends, or even if she's not the only one, cause she's had Sierra, but you know, that she's in the minority. And I think just recognizing that and checking in with people is uh, a great reminder. So thank you, Maya.
1: I love it. Love it. So thank you guys so much. You helped us get to 500 ratings. Woo! Let's keep the momentum up. And go ahead and leave us another five stars. It's going to, you can do that as you hear me saying this right now. Just click five stars. And if you have a little bit more time, go ahead and leave us a written review. We just got one today. Someone said, just found today. and loving it. Thank you so much. E. Fiera. Pardon me if I'm not pronouncing that correctly but thank you so much so go ahead leave a written review as always we have something up our sleeve but if you want to hear some more hot takes and more fucks being dropped check out our patreon patreon.com slash real of bravo you can join for as little as three dollars a month skip that starbucks and you get to hear us talk more so thank you all so much for your support and with that we'll catch you next week
0: you will fail so what everybody does But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way, in a